Downs Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to understand the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for February 28, 2024. In his introduction to the translation of Deuteronomy, William Tyndale wrote, quote, This is a book worthy to be read in, day and night, and never to be out of hand, for it is the most excellent of all the books of Moses. It is easy also, and light, and a very pure gospel, that is, a preaching of faith and love, deducing the love to God out of faith, and the love of a man's neighbor out of the love of God." End quote. From a prologue into the fifth book of Moses called Deuteronomy. Tyndale loved Deuteronomy. I happen to agree with Tyndale. While I would argue Genesis is a close second, Deuteronomy is my favorite book of the Pentateuch, and one of my favorites in all the Old Testament. Here you find the grace of God on display as he prepares his people to receive the land of promise. Here is the last sermon of the prophet Moses. And as a sermon, Moses both teaches doctrine and calls his hearers to respond. He gives didactic instruction and practical application. He calls his hearers to live by faith in God's promises. That theme is what we find as we begin the book in earnest today. With chapters 2 and 3, Moses is rehearsing the proven faithfulness and trustworthiness of God. In chapter 4, he will give the therefore, that is, the call to respond. But today in chapters 2 through 3, he lays out proofs of God's grace and faithfulness in the past. First, God was gracious to those who were not his people. Israel was God's covenant people. Exodus 6, verse 7, and Leviticus 26, 12. These descendants of Abraham through Isaac and Jacob were the people of promise. God would fulfill his promises to the patriarch as he led them into the land. But God had also given other lands to other peoples as well. While we have no promises recorded to Esau or Lot like we do for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, still God had given these lands to them. Deuteronomy 2, 5, 9, and 19. Therefore, God called Israel to go around these lands because he wouldn't give, quote, as little as a footstep of it to Israel. Deuteronomy 2, verse 5. Acts 17, 26 tells us that God has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of the nations. In his common grace, God provides for all peoples. Life and breath, Acts 17.25, reigns from heaven in fruitful seasons, satisfying their hearts with food and gladness, Acts 14.17, and the opportunity to seek God, Acts 17.27. Second and more particular is God's faithfulness to Israel. As Moses continues in chapters 2 and 3, he reminds the second generation about to enter the land of just how faithful God was. As he tells them in verse 7, quote, These forty years the Lord your God has been with you. You have not lacked a thing. End quote. Deuteronomy 2, verse 7. While his hand had been against the first generation that did not believe God, Deuteronomy 2, 15 and 1, 32, he promised to give the enemies of the second generation into their hand, Deuteronomy 2.24, and he already had. God had kept his promise and given Sihon and the people of Heshbon into their hand, Deuteronomy 2.36. Indeed, as chapter 3 ends, Moses can assure them that, quote, The Lord your God is the one fighting for you, end quote, Deuteronomy 3.22. 
They could face the conquest of the land without fear because God would fight for them again. God had proven his faithfulness. Therefore, they could trust in him for the future also. Tyndall's prologue gives us some helpful direction for appropriating truth from these passages. He writes, quote, Herein also thou mayest learn right meditation or contemplation, which is nothing else save the calling to mind and a repeating in the heart of the glorious and wonderful deeds of God, and of his terrible handling of his enemies, and merciful entreating of them that come when he calleth them, which this book doth, and almost nothing else. End quote. As we consider the grace of God to all men, and his particular grace and faithfulness to his people, we find much to contemplate and many glorious deeds of God to study and delight in. Do you fear the evil in this world? Remember that Jesus Christ has already, quote, disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public display of them, Colossians 2.15. Do you doubt if God will welcome you into his presence and hear your prayers? Remember, you have a high priest who has already passed through the heavens ahead of you, opening the way for you to come to God in confident prayer, Hebrews 4.14 and 16. May the Lord help us to respond in faith to his faithful promises.